When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> you buy a, a moped or a bike? Um, I might. <laughs> I might get something. I don't know. We'll see. You should bike around town. <laughs> or I could just fix my skateboard. There you go. You skateboard around town. <laughs> yeah. That was a birthday present for me. Yeah, and I used it a lot until uh, it, until you the, broke it, and then you didn't. Until I broke it, and I never fixed it. And then you're like, eh, I don't need this. Now it's like in my closet or something. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, shows how much you love my presence. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll see who gets any new presents for their birthday ever. <laughs> ever. <sighs> uh. All right. Well, you want to start out the show? What do you think? Get some chapstick on. Me too. Mm-hmm. It's, pretend, it's pretend chapstick. It's not mm. actually there. What flavor is it? Mm, garbage flavor. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really bad. I don't know why I picked this one. This is a bad choice. A kid, <laughs> when I was a kid, when I put a, I used a glue stick like chapstick. I never told anyone. I was like in my room by myself and I was like, oh, that's nasty. Like, this is a bad idea. Yeah, I think I must have been like seven or something. Why did I do this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I thought it was, I thought it was chapstick, but it was. Oh. Definitely glue. Yeah, I didn't know until I like, until I tasted it. (laughs) Not ideal. Wouldn't recommend. Yeah. All right. I think I'm good. I think I'm good and ready to start. Here we go. Okay. Let's do it. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. That's right, friends. I'm switching up the hat today. I'm wearing a new Coca-Cola hat. You uh, probably noticed. And uh, welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. And friends, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, welcome back. Neos Pandora and or and or Laney. Can I call you both? Uh, is here is with me as usual. How's it going? It's going good. good. It's going good. good. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Okay, I know we've been teasing this for five million months now, but mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. because I have so much time on my hands, 
uh, I will start streaming soon. Big announcement. It'll happen possibly tomorrow. <laughs> possibly tomorrow. And tomorrow Woo! would be the uh, 24th. We're recording this oh, I, on maybe a Sunday. Right. Because I have we have plans tomorrow. We do have we? plans tomorrow. Yeah, we're Sunday. celebrating um, my mom <laughs> and your grandmother. Funny how that works. Uh, it's her birthday uh, today, actually. And we're going to be all getting together tomorrow to celebrate, which is which is fun because we all don't usually get to see each other. So, yeah, good times. Good times. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, we, we still haven't figured out a regular live time to regular time to do these. You know what? Maybe we should. Can we ever put these back into an evening? Can we slot this back into an evening slot, maybe like Tuesdays? Mm -hmm. Well, coming up, we have um, the patron episode next week, which I'm hoping to do on Tuesday nights. And maybe we can make that a regular time and start doing these on Tuesday nights again. So if you are interested in joining us, if you are one of our patrons, we're going to say thank you to you in the middle of the show as usual. But just a reminder, it's coming up on Tuesday. We got to start talking about what we want to talk about and things. We've been talking a little bit about it on Discord, but be sure to chime in, be aware. And if you are a tier four or higher patron, join us on Tuesday night this coming week. And uh, if you're not a patron, you can always check it out live at twitch.tv slash robots radio or on YouTube. And um, so today, Lainey, we're talking about another Nightkin. We've got there are three really interesting Nightkin in New Vegas. This is the last of the three. And uh, I'll, I'll let you intro it. What do, who are we talking about? All right. So we're talking about Davison. Um, and some of you might not remember his name but you might remember antler that's the part is, i remember all the time yeah because laney's yep. like who's the other one we got it we're gonna talk about like we're you know messaging each yeah. other and i'm like uh antler because <laughs> i couldn't remember davidson yeah well it's so funny is like totally unrelated to doing this podcast or like even talking about a topic for this episode i had played that exact quest the day before we had the conversation, which yeah. is so funny. But you said Antler, and I was like, that's not his name. That's <laughs> yeah, not his name, but that was yeah. the name that, that's always yeah. the name that comes to mind is that's like, so funny. because Antler is the more interesting of the two pair, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> the weirder of the two pair. The I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's who, that's who we're talking about. So, um, so yeah. So why don't we go ahead and, and kick this off? Um, where do we start with uh, Davison's story? Yeah. Okay. So Davison way forever ago was part of a group of Nightkin that were like soldiers, right? He led a group. Um, mm -hmm. We've heard about all the Nightkin, you know, what, what positions they had in the master's army. This is just more of that. Um, this was a troop that of course worked under the, the master, but since 2162, you know, the fall of unity and all that, mm -hmm. they've just been wandering aimlessly. This is the same thing that essentially happened to Tabitha. Um, you just have Nightkin not knowing what to do for hundreds of years. And so, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's interesting because they take that same story and they work it into different characters who have yeah. slightly different uh, mental dilemmas because of this, or at least they, so, and, and some of these similar mental dilemmas that um, show themselves in different methods. I guess you could say that as well. So, yeah. go on. Um, okay, so pretty basic intro story in that regard. But um, I feel I feel a little bit, bit bad for Davison in kind of the same way that I feel for a lot of other Nightkin, which is that like some of them are terrible, but they're also tragic you know they've they've gone through a lot they're dealing with some some pretty rough mental illness you know it's it's a little it's a little difficult it's not really their um, fault it's hard no to be, it's not their fault it's hard to be upset at people when they're terrible but it's not their fault that they're terrible right you know right 
it is yeah. it is more so, uh it is more piteous that's not pitiful i mean i guess it's pitiful but it's like it's like uh gandalf pitying Gollum. yeah right it's like it is, it's yes, kind exactly of i mean like yeah he was tempted he stole the ring from his friend he killed his friend and, but at the same time it was kind of the ring's fault it's not really his fault he couldn't have resisted it anyway you know like yeah yeah so davison we all know that nightkin in general they were made to be like the best of the super mutants and davison because he was supposed to be a nightkin captain which is that's what he was mm-hmm. um he was made to be one of the best of the nightkin and so this guy you know he like could have done great things great things you know whatever that means for a nightkin um but of course, using stealth boys all the time did the same thing to him that it did to everyone else, where he started becoming delusional. The rest of the members of his troop started becoming delusional. And when the master dies, the Nightkin are left wandering the wasteland and they don't really know what to do. And because of this, they lose their sense of purpose. And Davison believes that this, these mental illnesses that he's seeing in himself and the people he cares about mm-hmm. are not caused by their stealth boy use, but actually because of their lack of purpose, um, which perhaps those things went hand in hand. Uh, like, I'm sure the lack of purpose didn't help <laughs> the yeah. mental illness, sure. but um, definitely like there's definitely a lot more going on there than Davison was able to uh comprehend i suppose yeah so So, i I think this is an interesting thing in that um without the ability to reduce things down to testing individual variables oftentimes we have to just kind of pick and choose we have to go Mm -hmm. okay there's something wrong here but what is causing it because they weren't sure and these were intelligent super mutants they're the nightkin right so they're thinking through this like like we do and um I go through the same thing like uh, I can't tell you like uh, this is common knowledge I suffer um, from a few different things but one of them being migraines and I don't necessarily know what are all the triggers for my migraines and I have to try to figure them out and I have to go with like hypotheses on these like for a long time I thought maybe it was caffeine because I drink a lot of caffeine well it turns out if I don't drink caffeine the migraines get worse. Like if when I tested this out and I went a few months without drinking caffeine, it, it didn't help. In fact, it was the opposite. Caffeine actually helps keep the migraines away. Um, so yeah, so uh, you could see in a situation that Davison is in here that he's going, okay, why are things getting worse? What's the most recent situation? The most recent situation is that we've got a bunch of super mutants without any, any meaning in their lives, without any purpose. So maybe that's what's causing it. So he's just trying to draw these connections between them, unaware that the real cause is the, you know, the the stealth boys. Yeah. So they're all having some trouble, right? And Mm -hmm. while they're on this journey to wherever they're going, you know, they're just trying to figure out where they're going uh, for hundreds of years. And along this journey, he picks up this Brahmin skull. And at this point, he not only is delusional, but he's becoming incredibly paranoid, very distrustful. And, you know, things are he's really spiraling. And so the next step in the spiral for him is that he finds this Brahmin skull and begins to believe that it is communicating with him and telling them what to do, advising him and his other nightkin on what their next steps should be, you know, Mm -hmm. and he believes that. The Brahmin skull 
he calls it antler that antler wants them to find more stealth boys <laughs> i love that he, That's he, what he, believes. he has a simple name it's just antler it's just like, antler yeah, i love that i love that <laughs> Oh, so you know they're they're on this journey, and also, they stop. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, oh. hold on. There's another thing okay. here I wanted to point out. Um, sorry to, to interrupt. Um, it, it well, it's cute that it's named Antler, but it's funny that Antler confirms the thing that he himself already wants. Right. Right. Like <laughs> right. this is another human psychology thing. Oftentimes, the, the when <laughs> just an example here. How many times did I realize in college I was a part of a, a very um, so I, I I was in college for philosophy and for religious studies. So I was I was involved with a lot of these religious organizations, you know, good Christian kids doing like good things. And how many times I heard somebody say, well, I prayed about it a lot and God wants me to marry that girl. And it's like, mm. I think you want you to marry that girl. <laughs> You're just kind of positing your own wants on the th the external source to yourself, right? And and that's very much what's happening here, I think, is that Davison is inserting his own wants, you know, onto Antler. So the Antler is telling him what he wants to hear, but it's really just himself confirming for himself what he wants to hear, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so he's he's listening to Antler, and they're they're traveling, right? And they stop in Jacobstown, and Jacobstown's kind of interesting because the mayor there is Marcus from the last episode that attempted to help Tabitha and introduced her to the computer that she would begin her radio show on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's kind of funny that like you you hear about him again. You know, he's pretty influential across multiple nightkin stories but he's just a super mutant um so it's cool but he's a mayor now and they stop in jacobstown and just like before with tabitha marcus is very helpful and very kind and takes them in and wants to you know help them get better and unfortunately with the guidance of antler they don't stay very long <laughs> and so marcus once again doesn't really get to help anyone out and they leave <laughs> um and what's interesting is at this point, the Nightkin are actually starting to feel better. Um, and, you know, I think you could pause that, posit that to being like the sense of purpose is benefiting them. You know, they feel like they have something to do now. They feel like they have something that they're going towards. Although if it's just the stealth boys, isn't that what they wanted probably anyway? Right. Like they probably already were looking for stealth boys, <laughs> but right. now they really right. believe in it because they have leadership, I suppose. And yeah, so well, this it is redoubles helping them. The, it redoubles the confirmation that that's the thing they should be doing. Yeah, yeah. I think it probably helps for like motivation and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, they're, they're feeling a little bit better. And Antler is having an interesting effect on Davison as well, because Davison would usually try to brute force his way through pretty much any scenario. <laughs> and well, he is a super mutant. Right, right. This is, this is just, you know, he's just being a super mutant. And what's interesting is through being able to talk through Antler, you know, or, you know, he believes Antler's talking to him. Mm. He is able to think more rationally and come up with real plans about uh, things they're going to do in the future, you know, what their next steps are. Mm -hmm. And he's able to, like, take time, you know, really processing, like, these other ideas rather than just becoming impatient and charging in, like, a super mutant. Um, which, is, yeah. which is really interesting. That It's like, it's like an exter external reflection source to actually slow right. down and, and think through things a little bit, even though it's really just himself. 
it's just him. Yeah, it's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Davison, even when you when you talk to him in the game, he'll tell you that after having Antler around, just everyone is doing better. Things have been going really well for his nightkin. You know, <laughs> he'll it. he'll let you know. It's, a, it's um, one of those weird situations where like mental illness is actually helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's kind of weird. Well, and you know, like uh, they say when someone is like um, delusional, when they're, when they, what is it? When they're having, having delusions, I suppose, you probably don't want to break them, you know, because mm. sometimes they, they just really believe that what's happening is true and it can cause them more harm if you're just like freaking them out because you, you know, it's not, you know? So I think in this scenario, if you were to go in and be like, this is just a Brahmin skull, like whatever, probably Davison would get really mad and then it might shatter the morale of the entire group, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just really interesting. Um, so yeah, so with his newfound, I don't know, planning skills, he, he decides that they are really going to charge in on these stealth boys and figure out what they can do. And when looking for other I don't know, evidence of stealth boys. They come across this documentation of a shipment of 144 stealth boys to the Repcon test site. And so this is where they decide to go, right? And the issue with going to the Repcon test site is that the Bright Brotherhood has taken up residence there. And if you don't know what the Bright Brotherhood is, they're a cult of ghouls. Ghouls. I don't say ghouls. It's, it's <laughs> a it's cult of gals. It's a it's a it's cult, a cult of gals. It's a cult of women from the nineties. <laughs> oh, hey it's gals. a cult of ghouls. <laughs> hey girl. Hey gal. So, <laughs> um, this cult of ghouls includes a human, and this human truly believes that they are a ghoul, and they've been able to stay because. They truly believe that they're cool, but everyone else knows that they're not. They're Man, just human. There's done, no convincing them. We haven't done them yet. We need to talk about them. We should. We can. Yeah, we can dive into that a little bit more um, in the future. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So there's part of this isn't the only place that the Bright Brotherhood is existing in in the wasteland, but this is just one location, and um, so it's a bunch of ghouls and one human, and they all their their big mission. They all want to escape. The barbaric wasteland is how they see it. And they believe that they will be able to take ships, space ships to the great beyond. Mm -hmm. um, except for Chris, the human, he's not allowed to come. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'll let him into the cult, but they won't let him go to the great beyond. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty good. funny. It's pretty good. Have you played through this <laughs> part of the game yet? I know you're working your way through New Vegas. Have you have you actually played through this part yet? Um not through all the like the bright brotherhood stuff but like i said i just played through the davis and stuff like yeah, last yeah. week right right yeah so th there's a few so different miss, ways yeah but you like, need um where one of them <laughs> right right so the the part with the spaceships and i don't want to spoil too much of it for you i know you've been researching stuff so some of that spoils it anyway but um yeah the part of the spaceship stuff can play out a few different ways um and i guess that's all i'll say i, I don't want to spoil it for you it i thought this was a fun bit of the game <laughs> Um, but hopefully you get to you get to enjoy that part too. Yeah. So okay. So uh, they go they go to the Repcon test site, you know, and of course the Bright Brotherhood is in there. And when a bunch of night can storm a place, I guess you can assume what happens. They just they killed a bunch of them. It's, oh, it's really that simple. That's they what went happens, in. Huh? They killed a bunch. That's what happens. Well, I mean, you do not want to be raided by super mutants. Yeah, especially <laughs> Nightkin, like intelligent, yeah. invisible, invisible. Super yeah, Nightkin, who are looking for a thing they're addicted to, and they yeah. believe that you have it. 
Right. Like that sounds pretty. You don't terrifying. want to be in the way of that. Yeah. Right. You so, know, this is one of those things that I think we don't do enough of because we see these things in like comic kind of proportions, or like we think of them as a video game thing, right? But like, imagine you're sitting in your home right now or your office, and all of a sudden that front door opens, and these creatures, invisible, muscly, Hulk-like creatures, larger than the doorframe, squeeze into the room and start shooting and murdering everybody. <laughs> like, that. what do you do? What do you even do? What do, yeah. <laughs> Your chances aren't good. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Sorry, go on. Um, no, I think this is a good spot for for the middle of the show because after this point is where you come in. Yeah, yeah. After this point is where you, the player, come in. But um, this point actually is the place where we, the uh, uh, show, let the patrons come. I'll just go on to it. Here we go. Hello there, old chap. <laughs> good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. Sometimes I'm really good at transitions. Uh, welcome to the middle of the show. This is the part where we get to thank our patrons for being here and helping to support us. Big, 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 big thanks to Pie Man. Pie Man who says he is our Liberty Prime, our tier six patron, and will always be, and is not planning to give up that rank anytime soon. So, um, sorry friends, if you're trying to steal that rank, there's only one of those. You can't have it because Pie Man has it. Also, big thank you to Devin A and Stagger and or sorry, sorry, Stagger and Stumble, our new tier five patron. Thank you and welcome to the Patreon. And of course, all of our other patrons, thank you for supporting the show. You are phenomenal. Laney and I wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. And we're super excited to have you join us. Those of you who are tier four or higher, you've got a few days left. We're going to be doing our patron episode just this coming week on Tuesday. So come join us, uh, throw some concepts into the discord. Let us know what you want to talk about. We can cover a topic that we've talked about in the past and revisit it because so many of you guys are new, so we could always do something like that so just let us know what you think and thank you to all of our patrons you guys are amazing if you are considering helping to support the show then we'd love to have your your support we'd also love to give you some of the things that you get like ad free episodes and discounts on the, the the gear store and all sorts of things so if we've done a good job helping kept keep you entertained helping your workday get go by your commute feel shorter any of that stuff and you want to give back then check out patreon.com slash Follow at Lorecast for all the different things that you can get for helping to support us. We would really appreciate it. So thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are the best. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. What's that, Adler? We have a visitor. An assassin, more like. I say kill it, Adler, for safe sake. Hmm? Okay, Adler, I'll ask. Uh, hi, human. Why you come here? So this is the point where we show up and maybe that'll... I, I love listening to the audio from the game. Yeah. And, and then like the like the memories, even just listening to the audio of it, you like get the picture in your head of like Davison standing there behind his desk and Antler on the table. And, you know, the first time I played through this part, I just kind of blasted through everybody because... I don't remember why I justified that, but I think I was just scared of them all. And I was like, I'm just going to kill them all. 
because New Vegas was only the second game that I'd played through in, in the Fallout franchise, right? I played Fallout 3, played Fallout New Vegas was next. Um, and I think I was like, I, I'm just going to kill them with fire. I'm just going to destroy these guys. They're terrible, scary. But then the idea that like, oh, there's more going on here was, you know, later on when I play through it again, I would get more of the details. But yeah, that's how that's how I started it. So where do we go from here, Lainey? So Davison's Nightkin, they they went in, you know, and they tried to clear out the Repcon test site and they did a pretty good job, except for the basement where uh, Harland, a member of the Bright Brotherhood, he's he's a ghoul. Um, he is living in the basement and, you know, he just is trying to defend himself. He doesn't really know what's going on or why they're there. You know, they just stormed in and he doesn't know where any of his other uh friends are like the brother bright brotherhood members they're all gone um so he's staying in the basement and you can talk to him and he uh is he's behind a bunch of traps you know he's like very skilled in setting traps so he's a bunch of traps set up and mm -hmm. he has his rifle and he's just waiting and he says that he's been living off of rad roach meat and condensation from the pipes nasty <laughs> nasty that is not a way to not live ideal. that is like nope. <laughs> fear, in fear of invisible super mutants attacking you and having to live off of those as your food sources Ooh. yeah yeah that's not great yeah. um but davison when you're talking to him about all this he says he doesn't want to push through the traps and he doesn't want to deal with harland because this school isn't as quote squishy <laughs> as the other ones and so he doesn't he doesn't want to deal with it, but he believes that the stealth boys might be in there, right? Because he hasn't found them yet, and they've looked through the whole rest of the place. It's just the basement. Um, and so you you can decide to help them or not help, you know, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really interesting because Davison, the fact that he even lets you try to help him at all is, I think, only because he has antler. I think that in any other scenario, like if you had gone in there and they were like freaking out and looking for things they would have just been acting like super mutants. But because of Antler, he's able to talk to you and be like, well, I don't think it's a great idea to go attack the school and <laughs> right. go through the traps and stuff. He's like able to reason about it, which is really interesting mm -hmm. um, and really cool, I think, other than the, you know, it all being delusional. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a couple things you can do with Harland, the ghoul. Um, of course, you can kill him if you want to but there is a nicer way of helping him. Uh, I mentioned that he doesn't know where his friends are and he assumes most of them are dead, but there's one in particular that he got separated from and he wants you to check up on. Um, she doesn't have a name, but this is a female ghoul. And if you go around, you know, the rest of the site and you look for her, there's this Nightkin jailer who was keeping ghoul prisoners and you find her dead body. Um, which is, yeah, it's very sad. So you can go and tell Harlan and you find out that the only reason Harlan was even staying there goes because he thought people were still in the building and that he might be able to find them. And so if you tell him this, he'll just leave. And he, the idea is that like he's he like, leaves, he escapes. He's like, peace, I'm out. That's tragic, <laughs> yeah, he, but I'm going to go. He's, well, yeah, he doesn't need to be there anymore. So right. he, he figures out how to escape. He escapes. And uh, it, from what I read, it says that he gets to rejoin the Bright Brotherhood, which is cool. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's really neat. Um, and as far as the Night King go, if you are able to find evidence that the shipment went to the wrong place and was actually moved. And so it was never supposed to go to the Repcon test site in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, and it has been relocated and they don't know that. But if you inform them of it, then... 
they'll they'll leave you know but let's say you don't do any of that let's say you go in perhaps like you did and you just you're just scared and i just i just blasted them yeah right so there's a couple different ways this could go if you just outright kill most of davison's nightkin maybe don't touch him but you're like killing everyone else this will upset him of course and he will become hostile and he will fight you back not Mm -hmm. a great idea Um, but there is a way to kind of cheat your way out of this fight Mm. where if you it's like it's a bug in the game (laughs) if you use a stealth boy and he can't detect you anymore he'll return to being neutral and if he can still see your companion, it doesn't work. But if your companion is Lily, Lily Bowen, then she will also use a stealth boy and then he'll become neutral, right? Because oh. he can't see either of you. Which is really interesting. Handy. Um, and once he's neutral again, you can, you know, pop back up and just talk to him and he'll just kind of mournfully talk about his dead friends. Um, which is sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's also weird. Yeah. That's like he just disappeared and then reappeared and he's like, cool now. Yeah, yeah, he just chills out. <laughs> like, yeah, right. it's. It, it I guess you're one of us. Like that. You can be invisible too. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. That's funny. Um, if you kill all of the other Nightkin without killing Davison, and he doesn't see you killing them, then he will just be sad. Um, and he'll talk to you about how he's all alone and he doesn't know what happened to his friends. Oh, and it's, so it's really sad. That's almost the <laughs> most tragic one of all of them. Is to, like you, you murder everybody and then you show up and you're like, hey, buddy, why so sad? And he's like, oh, my friends died. I don't know what happened. And yeah. you're like, yeah, that sucks, pal. <laughs> it, yeah, it's really sad. It does suck. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Davison. Poor Davison. Um, at least he's got antlers still right so okay so if you if you're going playing through and let's say you're you know you're walking around you don't totally know what's going on yet you talk to harlan and you're like okay i'm gonna find your buddy and you go and you find the dead lady uh in the jailer Mm -hmm. and let's say you decide that you're very angry and so you want to kill the jailer first yes if you kill the jailer there's like a random chance that (laughs) <laughs> that Davison will either be hostile or not. <laughs> so sometimes you can kill the jailer and you can like take whatever he has, you know, and like leave. Uh-huh. And sometimes you kill him and then you're just, you just get murdered. <laughs> so, you know, hit or miss. Uh, mm-hmm. You can, you can try whatever you want to do. Um, and then <laughs> this one's pretty funny and also a, a bit buggy. Uh, if you mess with antler at all, the, the way that it is coded, the way it is programmed in the game is that if Antler shifts from its spot in any direction, even a tiny fraction of So if you like bit, bump the table, like, you, okay, yeah. so you know how, you know Davison how. Davison freaks out. Yeah, you know how the physics is always buggy in these things. Like, um, like you'll have like, I don't know, I need two things. Okay, so here, here's two things, right? You have two things and they're like sitting apart from each other and you pick one of them up and the other one goes and just kind of moves. And you're like, I didn't touch that. Why, why did it move? Yeah, that, that could trigger it. Yeah. So if you, you know, the idea is if you shoot or punch or bomb or even pick up the skull, of course, Davison will turn hostile. But because of this bug, not only if you bump it, but if Davison himself bumps it or anyone, mm-hmm. Davison will become hostile. So if he hits his own, his own <laughs> buddy, he becomes hostile towards you. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Which it doesn't make any sense. And it's this like, happened in my playthrough. Oh, did it? It's And I... Yeah, it was so weird. So there's a part, um, there's somewhere, some other room we were in and we like 
messed with a trap, right? Because there's traps in the building and we hit one and it must have just like jostled the world in such a way that antler moved because we go back up all the other night can are just chilling mm-hmm. and he's immediately shooting at us we're like okay. what happened it didn't make yeah. any sense no this, yeah. this may this may explain some of the like oddities that i've i've encountered a few times i, I think running through this is that yeah like that like why are you just you talked to me last time i played through this why did you attack me this time and that, that yeah. would just that would explain it um it also gives you this perception of like the bully who gives him his own justification for doing the thing like like if anyone touches this oh i touched it i guess i get to punch you in the face you know it's like <laughs> like no, that's, yeah. that's not fair it doesn't have to be fair yeah that's um i know that uh, that's more than what's actually happening here but it kind of makes me think <laughs> that like oh, what if he's actually moving it himself on purpose yeah it's um, pretty funny yeah yeah <laughs> So oh, yeah, that's funny. Well, that's that's Davison, and that's I mean, Davison. in any of those scenarios, I mean, you can kill him or not kill him. That's I mean, that's Fallout for you. If you just want to run around and shoot people, you can. Yeah, you can. You <laughs> can, but you're going to miss a lot of the story. But that's fine <laughs> if that's what if that's just what you want to do. Um, so okay, so we've talked about three of these like Nightkin characters so far. Do you? Do you have a preference of the three of them? I mean, they're, they're all kind of tragic, but interesting in their own I ways. Mean, Lily is just generally good. You know, yeah. she's a sweetheart. She has like her her bad voice or whatever. But other than that, like she loves her grandchildren. She wants to take care of her herd. You know, she's just living the good right, life. Right. I love um, that. I love that she's turned into a Nikon and yet she still re- maintains yeah. those aspects of her personality, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, do you find one to be the most tragic of the three? So we've got Lily, right? We've got Tabitha, yeah. the, the radio host, and then we've got Davison with Antler. I think I... I may also find Lily the most tragic because she's so sweet and because like, you know, I mean, her outcome can just be really sad and awful because she she could lose herself entirely. Um, But you do see that with the other ones as well. And I think that Tabitha is, you know, they're all kind of tragic in their own ways. Like with Lily, it's tragic because she's so kind with Tabitha. It's tragic because she is truly just out of her mind and she misses her friend and it's like you know but then but then if you fix her friend she's fine after it's like a weird this weird mm-hmm. thing going on there but it's also very sad that she's going through that suffering I and not able to solve those things yeah. for herself yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and then davison is just i mean he's just he just feels like an example of like this is what Stealth Boy used will do to you for a hundred after a hundred years. This like, is your brain. Know. This is He's your brain like, on Stealth Boy. This is your brain on Any Stealth questions? Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know that he is. I think that you could make his story tragic if you kill all his friends, <laughs> but his is just unfortunate. I think I don't know that I I really hold it to the same regard as like Lily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I, I mean, just in general, like super mutants in general are such a tragic thing because so many of them didn't sign up for the, the trials. Like so many of them were just forced into it. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, we see them as these monsters and these things to be, you know, feared. And if you if you're pro brotherhood and you're like, OK, only humans, then they're things to be removed from the wasteland. And, and for good reason, you know, like 
but they're also each one of them contains their own tragic and unfortunate stories and so there's such a wealth of of tragic and unfortunate stories and 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 so much of the fallout universe is based around these tragic and unfortunate stories this is like the the hardships that we have to go through even even the the main protagonists in these in these stories all suffer their own tragedies you know whether you're looking for your father or and you were raised in a vault that was basically lying to you about the you know the state of the world or you have your spouse and your child taken from you or uh as the courier you know you, you you're shot in the head and left for dead you know all of these things are tragic unfortunate stories that involve the wasteland um the nightkin are interesting though because they do retain so much of their own personalities or at least they did and even though they are unwillingly turned into these monsters these super human soldiers that are very aggressive they still maintain a certain amount of their own personality in ways that many of the other super mutants just don't so is that more tragic this idea that like they maintain some of their humanity in the midst of all of that what do you think well i mean obviously they are maintaining that humanity that was on purpose right they were designed in a way that they thought that the people who created them believed that by letting them still have their memories and think somewhat like a normal human mm -hmm. that they would it would be an advantage you know they'd be able to to figure out situations in more delicate ways or whatever whatever the advantage of having some human human left in you is i don't know but would you rather in this situation yeah be a nightkin and suffer all of these things including the potential mental illness and the unawareness of what's causing it because we see davison struggle with that he's trying to figure out like okay what well, he notices he's smart enough to, to notice like hey all of these terrible things are happening why are they happening and then he tries yeah. to make changes to deal with that but doesn't realize that it's the very thing that he wants the most which is uh, emphasized by antler that's the thing mm -hmm. that's causing them to suffer and if he was able to cut that off, then at least he could end the uh, at least the downgrading of their mental, you know, situation. Right. I mean, they, they're still already damaged. But, you know, would well, you rather unfortunately, be unfortunately Nightkin don't they don't most of them don't want to be perceived because they've been invisible for right. so long. Right. 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 So, so, so even if they could stop using them, that would be a whole other issue. Right. Which is a drug thing. It's a, it's a drug analogy. Right. This idea of yeah. like you're either going to suffer the the consequences with it or without it either way it's a rock and a hard place things are not going to necessarily be great either way so i guess the question is would you rather would you rather the long decline maintaining your intelligence and some of your personality and being aware of that decline or would you rather just being a super mutant and at some point you know much earlier in this development the you part is just gone I think definitely the super mutant. And it makes me think of when, you know, uh, think of like a zombie apocalypse, right? And it's like, do you try to survive and risk becoming a zombie? Or do you just die? You know, and I find this to be a very interesting question. Like, um, you know, like, how long do you stay in the terrible situation just to survive and right. to have some semblance of something, even though you're suffering all the way through it? And, mm -hmm. and at what point is 
is uh, and and this is i guess this even opens up in spoil like not spoilers but like warning here uh emotional types of conversation but you know the right to suicide or something like that this right. this connects to those kinds of things too like if you truly are suffering at what point do, do you have the right to just end it for yourself and i know that like it's still not a good situation nobody's going to be happy with that solution people are going to be very sad the people who love you are going to be very sad but at the end of the day it's your own life like right don't you have the right to take it away like i don't yeah, know well, and, you and i'm not possibly saying possibly turn into something terrible right and i'm not saying like there's there isn't an easy answer here that's the point of this i'm not saying yeah. one answer is better than the other i think this is something that everybody has to figure out on their own you know because it's it's difficult you know like in those situations and then that connects to like regular life situations at what points is your own life tragic and falling apart to the point where you just don't you can't fix it and then what do you do you know like you know it's it's a really dark concept but uh, yeah. that's what that's what these games tackle are these dark concepts and this is what we get called out on fairly often people are like oh you're being political and it's like no we're just talking about the topics in the games the games the topics in the games themselves are political and guess what i have my own stance on politics so surprise you know but like that's just the way this stuff goes and it brings about these conversations and that is a good thing we should be talking about these kinds of things we should be struggling with this conversation together politely respectfully we should be talking politics politely, respectfully, in order to hash it out and figure out what holds the most water, you know? Yeah, not for the sake of, like, having different opinions and, like, getting your opinion across, but for the sake of, like, exploring, you know? Right, it's like, oh, right. what are the things you could think, you know? Yeah. It's it's good to be informed, I think. Um, but yeah, back to the, to would you rather be a super mutant or not? When I when I think about the zombie comparison, obviously you don't really well, you didn't get a choice in either scenario, but the zombie thing, you know, you can try and defend yourself against it. I assume that if they're going to turn you into a super mutant, you don't really have a choice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so um, it, th there's a key difference there. But. In, you know, I just think people don't know. Well, and obviously zombies don't exist, but in, you know, zombie media, there's always this idea of if you are a zombie, do you, are you still in there? Right. 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 <laughs> are you just right. externally zombie and like you're still in your brain somewhere? Like who knows? Right. right? And so right. And, and the idea if there of, was a chance to bring you back, would it be harmful to you to kill you before that happens? Like that's yeah. that's always part of the debate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, you think about family and it's like, oh, uh, my mom turned into a zombie and I don't want to kill her, you know, right. but like right. this, she's dangerous. So like, what do you do? Like, is she in there? Is she not? So when is it she suffering? Would, mutants, it, would it actually be kind to kill her in, and right. put her out of her misery? Yeah. When it comes to super mutants, you kind of see both sides of that with uh, Nightkin versus super mutants, because super mutants, obviously they don't they don't have their humanity anymore but who knows what's still in there um but at least if you're existing at them like this is the zombie scenario where you are not inside right and mm -hmm. you you're a zombie but your your life has ended you are zombie is is post you yeah right <laughs> you know um and so that seems more tolerable in terms of becoming a zombie than becoming a zombie where you are still in there and you know that you're doing these terrible things uh -huh. um and so i think 
you know, that is that that difference is the difference between super mutants and nightkin. And for that reason, uh, I would not want to be a nightkin. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's a tough, it's a tough choice, but you know, at the same time, like you're st like, how much of you still in there? If you're just a super mutant, or, I don't know, you know, but even if, even if your memories are gone, if it's still you going through the motions and doing things, aren't you still experiencing it? Are you still doing terrible things and being terrible? Wouldn't it be just better not to be? I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's such a, such a dilemma. Um, I would love to hear what our, our listeners think about this. Of course, you guys can reach out to us on the yeah. Robots Radio Discord or on our Twitter accounts. I'm at robots oh, underscore radio. Also. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, okay. For just on the same train of thought, Nightkin, right? And all of them, but I think particularly Nightkin because they do still think kind of like people. Mm -hmm. After Unity fell and they're wandering and you have to think, okay, so this Davison's group in particular wandered for over a hundred years without finding a sense of purpose um, or a place to just stay, you know? Right. And in that it's like, okay, if you're going to live for hundreds of years, how long are you going to just deal with nothing? <laughs> you know, yeah. you can live forever if you want to, but like, it's like being a vampire. It's like, okay, that sounds awesome. Except you have to live forever. At what point, at what point is it a tragedy? <laughs> like at what point yeah. do, does living become uh, a task and not a, a, an enjoyable thing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a wonderful question. Like, I think that's also probably a good reason why humans don't live forever is that like, I think a lot of like, I've had this conversation with people and they're like, no, I'd always find new things to do. And, and I've, 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 I, my stance on this is no, you won't. <laughs> like there will come a point where new stuff just isn't, or is so far spaced between events that at some point you're just going to get tired of existing. I I'm pretty <laughs> sure at some point you're just going to be done with it. Um, the rare, I think it's the rare person who would be able to live forever and be cool with it. I think that maybe yeah. there are some people out there who, who, who can do that, but most of us will live our lives and then we'll get past a point where we find joy out of living anymore and eventually would just, are just, would just be ready to be done. And you see this in, in humans, like some people are like this by the end of their life. Um, it's, it's more rare than it isn't, but some people just feel like, you know what? I lived a good life and if I'm done, I'm done. It's cool, you know? And Yeah. I think also if you if you're gonna live forever, are you outliving your friends? Because I feel like I could deal with the like the boredom. I feel like I could deal with like finding things to do, but mm -hmm. it's like the connections. Like, are yeah, you yeah. gonna have to yeah. reinvent yourself every fifty years? Like, right, right. Like, yeah. Once everybody you care about, like, how many times can you build relationships where you care about other people for them only to go away over and yeah. over and over and over again? How many times can you deal with that trauma? Um, we, we talked about um, our mom because it's, it's her birthday today. Uh, she and my dad recently lost their dog and. My dad is at the point where he doesn't want another dog because he doesn't want to have to go through that heartache one more time because they've had lots of dogs over their lives and they love they've loved their dogs. They've been great dog owners, but he just he's at the point where he's just like and it's kind of like that, right? Like if you if you get a new dog, it's only going to last so long and a human's lifespan is multiple times the lifespan of any dog. So if you do this enough times, eventually you get to the point where you're just like, I don't know if I really want to do that again. I don't know if I want to deal with that heartbreak again. I'm kind of done with that. Um, 
it's it, it, again, this is an interesting dilemma. And I'd love to hear people's thoughts on this because, you know, like, and I, I don't know that we've explored this enough with ghouls and super mutants, especially ghouls. Mm -hmm. because, yeah, ghouls are definitely like the closer zombie metaphor. <laughs> right. But like so many of them don't suffer the negative effects. You know, most of them go crazy and they attack you in the wasteland, right? Well, they, but there are people they suffer in settlements. the negative physical effects. Right, but not the not the mental ones. Yeah. And they get the benefits of potentially living forever. Maybe we don't really know, you know, yeah. like, hmm, you know, and, and then there's the, the question of. Um, uh, so uh, Katamari uh, Junkie in chat says, I don't care. I don't ever want to not exist. I, I, I get that. I totally get that. Um, but I think the fear of not existing is like when you're sleeping and you're not dreaming like think back to last night at some point you didn't realize you were existing that's what it feels like Ooh. like <laughs> to sleep is to be dead in some at sometimes that's like um you know? oh who was, is it i don't oh, there's some like religion philosopher that talked about uh death and dreaming mm -hmm. and how it's the closest you ever get to spirituality because they're like essentially the same thing yeah yeah it was interesting right yeah to, to, to sleep is to be dead sometimes it's it's about as close as we get or you know, to be like actually knocked out by drugs or something where your brain's not you know going into REM sleep or something um but anyway man this got really dark I hope you guys enjoyed this episode um but that's that's where this stuff goes this is why this is why the fallout universe is so interesting is because it brings us into these like existential dilemmas these philosophical topics political topics whatever um, it really brings us into these discussions. So thanks. Thanks for being here with us. Lainey, do you have anything else to share before we head out? You, I know you said you're going to start streaming again. What's start your plan? Streaming. Maybe well, Sunday. Woo. Sunday night. Okay. Sunday day, Sunday night. Like, what do you think? We'll Days, see. nights? I'll, you know, see how it goes. It'll happen. And then I'll post it somewhere. Sweet. sweet. Probably in my discord. So join be... that. Yes, Pandora. <laughs> you're going to be playing some, <laughs> uh, some fallout. Uh, maybe I might try New Vegas, but of course it crashes sometimes. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's an option. I think I might play Apex at some point with a friend of mine. We'll see. Um, but there's there's a variety of games that happen at my channel. I also, I teased this before, but the I have a bunch of indie games that I like trying and those streams are a lot mm -hmm. more casual, you know, because it's just, we're just exploring these games together. Just really fun. Um, some of them are terrible. Some of them are really great yeah. and you never know until you try them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, there's a bunch of games I've been wanting to play too. And I've been, I've, I've had migraines for like three days out of this last week and today I'm feeling better. I got better. Um, but I, I go back to the doctor next week. I'm going to see if I can change out some drugs and things. Also, I get the weirdest dreams. I've mentioned this before. I, uh, my last dream that I had, I completely invented an eighties movie that I was a hundred percent sure that I'd seen before. And was rewatching it with a friend that I haven't actually been in contact or at least physically been around for four years now. But in my mind, I was like, oh, you never saw that movie. We need to watch it. And then we sat and watched the movie together. And I went through the entire plot of the film in my head. And it's a movie that never existed. I'm pretty sure it's not a real film. And yet somehow I created it in my subconscious. Drugs. <laughs> not once um but anyway if those if these <laughs> drugs are not really helping me with my migraines anymore it's time to change it up because i'm done with those weird mo weird movie dreams weird life dreams weird whatever dreams i get Dude, so, i get weird dreams too uh, I, it's a symptom of bipolar i've learned where before i'm gonna be manic i have like really crazy mostly nightmares for a week oh it's 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 nuts <laughs> that's weird i didn't know about that yeah okay 
Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that. Um, that's, that's crazy. Uh, I hope the streams aren't too bad. Um, but I, that said, that's one of the reasons why I haven't been able to stream games as much as I would like to lately. Um, but I'm hoping to be able to do that. I'm even hoping to, if, if I'm up in the middle of the night, be able to do like one of these like just super chill middle of the night streams where I whisper so I don't wake people up. It'll be like ASMR Ooh. playing games yeah, in the middle of the night. Yeah, robots ASMR. Wow, oh, that no. didn't. That's not. I stumbled over that real we'll bad. We'll see. We'll see if I can if I can manage something like that. That'll be fun. Also, um, you guys know me. I'm always working on new some new projects. Me and Dave Chaffins from the Fallout Hub are working on an SCP project, and we're about ready to launch it. If you don't know what SCP is, it's um, it's a bunch of basically fan fiction. It's like a wiki where a bunch of people write in their own articles for like weird anomalies and. All sorts of like creep, eldritch beings, creepy like, stuff. Yeah, paranormal it's kind of incredible. stuff. It's 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 a bunch of really cool stuff, and we're gonna do a project around that where um, he's like a wacky professor, and I'm an insider in the SCP Foundation, uh, leaking information out. And I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be on um, in podcast form, but also video form. So we're doing this is gonna be more video than we would normally do. It's more than just like talking head to format like we do for most of these shows. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy enjoy that stuff. So um, stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be really cool. I think it's going to be cheesy, but also creepy at the same time. Wonderful combination of stuff. Um, so stay tuned. We'll give you more information about that when it comes out. So Lainey's excited. She like she likes this stuff. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday nights, and that might be our new time from now on with our patrons. So we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us live, everybody. Have a good rest of your weekend, or at least all of your weekend, because it's just about to start for most of you. And we'll see you next time. All right, everybody. See you later. Plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody, even though these are like weird not necessarily scheduled times that we do this all the time. Oh, thanks, King. Um, yeah, everybody, everybody's it's so nice to see everyone. King and Matt and Katamari, welcome to the stream. I saw that. I guess this is your first time joining. Is that what you said at the beginning of it? Um, Courier, welcome back. It's good to see everybody. So what's the rest of your day going to be like? I know we get to see I get to see you tomorrow. We're going to have lunch. It's gonna oh, be, I'm working. It's going like to be yummy. You're just working Ooh. on stuff. Yeah. yeah, wait, what are we eating tomorrow? <laughs> so we're celebrating both of um, my my mom, her grandmother, her grandmother, and my wife's mom tomorrow. Everybody's coming over and Lainey's going to come over, too. And we're going to take everybody out to this new steak place that's like over on the edge of our neighborhood. It's really good. We're just going to treat everybody to lunch. It's going to be awesome because why not? You got to celebrate the grandmas, right? Woo. You got to feed them good. So. That's what we're doing. It's going to be yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy, tummy, tummy. How does it? What's the next yep. line for that, lady? Shake your booty, 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 booty. <laughs> yes. And yes. with that, we will see you guys later. Have a good rest of the day, everybody. Bye.